the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Every human being has value and worth and purpose no matter who they are or where they're from or where they live or their ethnicity or their ability or inability or disability. Every single person has value because God created them in his own image. And so when someone murders another person, they are murdering an image bearer of God. God created all of us in his image. No matter what defects the world may tag on some individuals, the Lord values all. Today, Pastor Dan will speak to this powerful truth as he challenges listeners to view all of life the same way that God does. Sacred. Never should we want to destroy what God created. When we view all living things as image bearers of God, this should inspire a greater heart of love for humanity. How can you be a better advocate for life in your community today? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. sixth commandment is about preserving life, our own life and the life of others. I'll give you a couple of examples for you. If you look over in chapter 21, chapter 21, verse 28, look what it says. If an ox gores a man or a woman to death, then the ox shall surely be stoned to death. And its flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall be acquitted. So, you know, this is just an unfortunate tragedy. You've got this ox that you use for your fields, to plow your fields. And, you know, something happens one day and it gores someone with its horn. That person dies. Well, then you destroy the ox because it's it's a, a killer, right? So you kill the ox now. But the owner is not responsible Uh, For that verse 29, look at verse 29. But if the ox tended to thrust with its horn in times past and it has been made known to his owner and he has not kept it confined so that it has killed a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned and its owner also shall be put to death. So you got this ox, you know that it has a tendency to attack people, you know this thing is dangerous around people, and you don't take the necessary steps to confine that beast, and it kills someone, you're put to death, which is the punishment for murder in the law. And so you're held responsible for your own negligence. 
your own willful negligence. You endangered the lives of other people with this ox. You knew the thing was dangerous and you didn't do anything about it. And so you're held responsible for your own willful negligence. Now, how does this apply to us practically today? Probably, I'm guessing, no one here owns an ox that is a, is a, a killer ox, right? And you're concerned about it attacking people. Well, the principle here with this commandment is, does our negligence or recklessness endanger the lives of others? Does our negligence or our recklessness endanger the lives of others. Let me give you a real world example. If I text and drive at the same time. Then I'm endangering my own life. And I'm endangering the lives of others. And, and we know this. I'm putting myself at risk. I'm putting others at risk. If I drive aggressively. I'm endangering lives by my actions. And so I'm guilty of breaking the spirit of the sixth commandment because the spirit is preserve life, protect life. And I'm I am doing actions that are endangering lives. Again, the sixth commandment implies a, a preserving and protecting of life and doing everything in your power to preserve and protect human life. Now, I'm going to give you another example here. Turn over to Deuteronomy Chapter 22, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It's the fifth book in your Bible. Deuteronomy 22. Again, the spirit of this law is I need to do everything in my power to protect and preserve human life. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 8. When you build a new house, then you shall make a railing for your roof. That you may not bring guilt of bloodshed on your household if anyone falls from it. In the Middle East in those days, and even still in much of the Middle East, they had flat roofs. They didn't have air conditioning in the house. And so it would get very hot in the house. And so you would go up on the roof and you could catch the breeze coming off the Mediterranean Sea. And it was cooler up on the roof. So people would have a flat roof. You would have a sitting area up there, maybe a table where you would eat. And so we're told here, the command is, when you build a house... Make sure you put a railing around the top of your roof so that no one can fall off and die from falling off your your roof. And so you have this responsibility now. We have similar laws about putting a fence around your pool. If you have a pool in your backyard, you got to fence it up so no one can fall into your pool and drown. There's a responsibility that comes with that. If you decide maybe to save a little bit of money, I'm not going to put a railing around the roof. I don't think I need it. Or you got a railing up there that's all dilapidated, needs to be repaired. It couldn't, you know, hold a feather back or anything like that. And someone goes up on your roof and they fall off your roof because there's no railing. Well, you couldn't say, well, it's not my fault they fell off the roof. They should have paid attention to where they were going. Well, they got too close to the edge. That's their own fault. No, it is your fault. It is your fault because you didn't put up a railing to protect them. Again, this is the spirit of the commandment here. You you are responsible to do everything in your power to protect and preserve life, including putting up a railing on your roof so nobody falls off. So if you don't do that, you're guilty of their bloodshed. If they fall and die. 
So again, you do everything in your power to preserve and protect human life. Do you remember the parable that Jesus told of the Good Samaritan? It's over in Luke chapter 10. If you'd like to turn there with me, if not, you can just listen. Luke chapter 10. Remember, this is when the uh, lawyer comes to Jesus and he asks the question, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus tells this parable in Luke chapter 10. Beginning in verse 30, then Jesus answered and said, well, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Right. So this guy is is dying. Left on the side of the road. Now, by chance, verse 31, a certain priest came down that road. Okay, so the command, the spirit of the command is you do everything in your power to preserve life. And now here comes this priest down the road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side of the road. So here comes a priest, right? He's a religious leader. He's a priest. He's walking down the road. He sees this guy laying there on the side of the road. He looks dead, right? You have this obligation, this sixth commandment to preserve life. And what does this priest do? Well, he walks way over here and just acts like he doesn't see him over there. Then after that, likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, he came and looked and then passed by on the other side. So now a Levite who serves in the temple, again, a religious leader, he comes walking down the road. He sees the guy laying there. And look what it says again with the Levite. When he arrived at the place, he came and he looked. And that means to inspect closely. So this Levite comes along. He sees the guy. No one else is on the road. And then he keeps going. Right? You're supposed to do everything in your power to preserve life. And these are the religious leaders. If anybody should have got it right, it should have been the priest and the Levite. Now look what happens in this story. But then a certain Samaritan came. And as he journeyed, he came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. Sixth commandment. And so he went to him. He bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal. And he brought him to an inn. And he took care of him. Again, you do everything in your power to preserve life. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii. A denarii is a day's wage. And he gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him. And whatever more you spend to take care of him, when I come again, I will repay you. I'll open a tab, whatever it takes to bring healing and health to this guy. I'll come back and I'll pay for it. So which of these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And the lawyer said to Jesus, he who showed mercy on him. Notice he doesn't say the Samaritan. The one that showed mercy. And then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The Samaritan understands the sixth commandment. The Levite and the priests understand the sixth commandment, but they disobey it. The Samaritan understands he has an obligation as a human who belongs to God to preserve life. 
whenever he has the opportunity to. So go back to Exodus chapter 20. So the law also makes a provision or an exception for the unintentional killing of another person or what we would probably call today an accidental death. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. If you're taking notes, you can jot down Deuteronomy chapter 19. There's an example given there. Uh, And the example that is given in Deuteronomy 19 is when If you're working out in the woods and you're chopping down trees and your axe head slips off your axe and your axe head flies through the air as you're swinging and it hits another person that you're working with, a co-worker, and it kills that co-worker, it was an accidental death. It wasn't, you know, premeditated murder. And in that case, when you had an accidental death or an unintentional death, they had in Israel what were called cities of refuge. There were six cities of refuge throughout the whole country, and you could flee to a city of refuge. And you would go to the city of refuge, and you would go to the elders of the city of refuge, and you would explain what happened. It's just out there chopping down trees. My axe head flew off. It hit the other guy. It killed him. I wasn't trying to murder him. It wasn't intentional. And this is what happened. And the elders of the city would listen to your story. And if the elders decided it truly was an accidental death, uh, they would declare you innocent of murder. And they would protect you. They would provide protection for you as long as you stayed in the city of refuge. And they would protect you from what was called the blood avenger because there was no police force back then. There were no like court systems like we would have today where you would call 911 and the police would come and an ambulance would come and, and charges would be pressed and everything. They had what was called a blood avenger. There was, it was the responsibility of the person who had died. It was the responsibility of his family to avenge his blood, to hunt you down and to kill you. Uh, And so the city of refuge was a place you could flee to if the elders of the city of refuge determined it was an accidental death, you're not at fault. They would protect you in the city of refuge and you would stay in the city of refuge. If you went out of the city of refuge, well, then you're on your own. But if you stayed in the city of refuge, that city would protect you from the blood avengers coming and seeking vengeance on you and killing you. And you were required, it says in Numbers 35, to stay in the city of refuge until the high priest died. And once the high priest died, you were free to leave the city of refuge and free to go back to your old life, uh, which is just a beautiful picture of Jesus Christ, our great high priest. Upon his death, we were set free, right? And we were declared innocent and we were free to go. And so they made this provision in the law for unintentional killings. They have all these details now 
of, of what is murder, what isn't murder, what is unintentional, what is intentional, what is premeditated, what is not. And so we've talked about what types of killing are not prohibited by the sixth commandment. We've talked about the moral imperative to do what we can to preserve and protect life. That's the spirit of the sixth commandment. Uh, And we've talked about the provision made in the law for accidental or unintentional killing. And now I want to talk about why murder is wrong, why it's wrong. Again, if you went out on the streets and asked people that are just passing by if they think murder is wrong, probably everybody you speak to will say, yes, murder is wrong. But then if you ask them, why is murder wrong? you would probably get a variety of different answers, including some will say, because it's wrong. It's just not right to murder. And they will not be able to really give you a, a good reason why murder is wrong. So I want to I tell you why murder is wrong according to the scriptures. Why is murder wrong? Well, first of all, because God is the author of life. God is the author of life. Genesis 1.26, we were created by God. God created man. God is our creator. Man did not evolve. We are created by God. And so God is the author of life. The second reason murder is wrong, God is the sustainer of life. God is the sustainer of life. Acts chapter 17, verse 28, in him we live and move and have our being. God is the one who sustains Life. Reason number three why murder is wrong. Only God can take a life. Only God can take a life. Only he has the authority, I should say, to take a life. No one else has that authority. It's only an authority that God possesses. And Job chapter 1, verse 21, you, you know this verse very well. Job said, after, after losing his possessions and losing his children. Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord what? Has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job understood the sovereignty of God. Only God has the sovereignty to take my children from me. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so a murderer takes an authority that belongs to God only when they take a life. Only God has that authority. And the fourth reason why murder is wrong and and the most important reason is we are made in the image of God. Every human being is made in the image of God. And because they are made in the image of God, every human being has value and worth and purpose, no matter who they are or where they're from or where they live or their ethnicity, or their ability, or inability, or disability. Every single person has value because God created them in his own image. And so when someone murders another person, they are murdering an image bearer of God. They are murdering the image of God. An image bearer that God created, that he, he put his image on them, and he loves them, and Jesus died for them. And so murder is an assault against God. It's an assault against God, ultimately. Turn with me over to Genesis chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9. 
And God tells us very plainly here. Genesis chapter 9, verse 6. Whoever sheds man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God, he made man. He's saying if someone murders another person, that person should be put to death for murder. And the reason is for in the image of God, he made man. And so this is a a big offense against God to murder. Because you're killing someone that he created in his own image. And so he says that that murderer should be put to death for killing a human that was made in the image of God. This is why murder is is wrong. In the image of God, he made man. He didn't make animals in the image of God. He made mankind in the image of God. Now, how does this sixth commandment apply to today? How is it relevant today? You shall not murder. How is it relevant in our culture? Well, go back to Exodus chapter 20. And remember the first commandment of the Ten Commandments. The first commandment is the foundational commandment of all of the other commandments. And what is the first commandment? You shall have no other God before me. And that is the foundation for all the other commandments. Remember, Jesus summed up the Ten Commandments in two statements. You shall love God and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the reason we love our neighbor is because we love God. And it's our love for God that motivates us to love our neighbor. That love for our neighbor comes from our love for God. So how does this fit into our culture today? Well, think about the culture you live in. Our society has rejected God. Our society has rejected God's word and God's commandments and God's standards. And as a result, our society puts a very, very low value on human life. God is the one who gives life value. He's the one who gives human life value and worth and purpose. Our society has rejected God. And so it places a low value on human life. And our society has replaced God and his word with evolutionary theory. And what is called secular humanism. Which says essentially that we're just here by random chance. And your life is the result of random evolutionary processes. Your life is just an accident. You're here by accident. And your life has no meaning. Your life has no purpose. And your life has no value. You're just an evolved animal. And when you die, that's it. There's nothing after death. There's nothing beyond the grave. Ideas have consequences. And so we have a low value on human life. And so we have a lot of murder in our society. They're connected. Over 20,000 people are murdered every year in the United States. We've abandoned God. And so we no longer value human life because God's the one who gives value to human life. Murder is a spiritual issue. It is a spiritual issue. It's not a political issue that can be solved by, you know, more legislation. It's a spiritual issue that's solved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And teaching the Bible and giving people a biblical worldview so they understand that people are created in the image of God and therefore have value and worth and purpose in God's eyes. 
Have you ever had a moment where you feel you don't belong? Everyone here at Ring of Truth in Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, doesn't want you to experience that, so we'd like to invite you to come check us out. The next time you're near our home base in Columbia, Maryland, make sure to stop in and say hi. We understand how important a community of believers is in this crazy life, and we want to be that for you. So why don't you take the first step? And head on over to calvaryec.com for our Sunday service times and directions. Once you have the information you need, make plans to come join us as we grow together in the faith and knowledge of Jesus. Do you need prayer? We'd love to pray for you as well. We know that distance is a factor for some of our listeners, so if you can't be here in person, please pick up the phone and call us at 410-491-4592. Again, that's 410-491-4592. We look forward to hearing from you. Pastor Dan Sexton's verse-by-verse teaching of the Bible is straightforward and simple to understand. It's our hope that it not only has encouraged you, but has also challenged you to change those things that don't reflect the character of Christ. Our ultimate aim is to be more like Jesus, and sometimes that requires a little bit of heart surgery. It's not for the faint of heart. And God will use your life to touch others. So, thank you for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice. And it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.